15 games, 4 hours, an all-night event where one person can win $1 million, but only if they beat the star. This is Game Shows, I suppose. Everybody and welcome to this niche podcast about the one thing that I know something about game shows. I suppose I'm your host, Jordan Haas. I'm trying to have as much energy as possible at midnight because I am tired. I've had a very stressful few days and I just wanted to record a fun game show podcast. But we have a little bit of fun here. It is about Schlagd and Rom, one of my all-time favorite German game shows. And I can't wait to talk about it for you today with my friend Travis Aberly. But, you know, this has been just a monumental week for game shows. That It's just, I have to take the time to just relax a bit and celebrate that game shows are back in the mainstream. Uh, Jeopardy! Grace of All Time Tournament happened right when last we went left off, and what a success. 14 million people. It won a night. It won a night in television. To me, that means something. To see Jeopardy! Of all the game shows, Jeopardy! This ambassador of game shows. The game show that I keep telling you, it doesn't matter if you don't like game shows, you will like Jeopardy! That little show did the numbers 14 million it won the night people wanted to see james they wanted to see ken they wanted to see brad battle of wits in this big trivia show and the sucky thing is it's kind of over but i'm kind of spoiling the news section but that's fine um but to me i just want to thank anyone anyone who has been like a guy i who kind of just says hey i saw jeopardy last night that was kind of cool and then relay it to me because they know I like game shows. And I know they aren't game show related. They just want to have a small talk. They just want to have a side conversation. They just want to be friendly with me. I like those people a lot. Thank you so much to them. You're the true heroes. And you're kind of the reason I do this podcast. Yes, we have a lot of core game show nerds listening to this. But you already know like half the stuff I'm telling you. Like, you don't really need me telling you Pat Sajak hosts Wheel of Fortune. You you already figured that out. Um, but I want to thank you all so much. I also want to thank anyone who has relayed stuff about Circle Season 1 my way. Uh, because, as you've known since, like, geez, like almost a year at this point, I'm a huge fan of The Circle. It's one of my favorite reality game shows. I'm glad it's in America. I'm glad Netflix has it. Apparently, they didn't butcher it. It worked. It has that cult appeal. Some people dislike it because, ooh, ah, social media, social experiment, gross. And other people, they know, they get it, and they love it. And that they see the sitcom nature of social media. They see the silly characters. They have write-ups about Joey Sasso, <laughs> which I will say he, he, he's grown on me. I'm fond of Joey Sasso. Uh, but... 
is it's an interesting show and to me these two game shows the circle and jeopardy have just warmed my heart the last week in a time when i've i will be honest i was at a real low i i'm at a real low uh mentally uh and in real life i'm not gonna go into the personal stuff today but because it's a game show podcast this was a feel good happy jolly and i'm not trying to sob stories here um so so those shows did cheer me up a bit so i'm very happy and anyone who's come my way to talk about the show i also want to thank them uh because that does cheer me up as well so thank you too you are also uh, a great person so so hey you know jeopardy's on at seven (laughs) o'clock go if you're ever home just slightly earlier than prime time give it a watch uh check your local listings for dates and times um I wish there was more access to Jeopardy than just like a Netflix or a Hulu. I, I'm still campaigning for just put those on Crackle or some sort of like, here is what today's episode of Jeopardy aired in syndication today. Something like that would have been amazing. I'm I'm still crossing my fingers for that, but eh, I can't win them all. Um, but thank you so much. And now let's do the news. Pat Sajek is back on Wheel of Fortune, and this has been the news. But no, we actually do have some news here. Uh, We are back in the days of press releases, as you know, so folks, your favorite segments have returned. So over over the weekend, Family Feud Canada had a viral clip go out because there was a sudden death uh, question in Canada, and it was, the question was, Popeye's favorite food is most likely what? Popeye referring to the comic character cartoon series inspiration behind Super Mario. And a lady buzzed in and said chicken and did this overexcited like we did this chicken. And the host just gave the big face palm. Did not believe you said that because spinach. I eat my spinach. Uh, so that became a strike. The other team says spinach, and they win, and it becomes silly. But the positive is because Popeyes with chicken, that was such a viral moment that because the lady thought Popeyes and chicken, the whole family actually got ten thousand uh, dollars worth of gift cards at Popeyes Chicken. So they got ten thousand dollars worth of Popeyes Chicken for making a silly flub. Uh, I don't know if that'll ever work in America. But it does apparently work in Family Feud Canada. Uh, they don't get t- twenty thousand like they do in the uh, in America. They get ten thousand, but who cares? It's still Canadian. It's still funny. It's still quirky and fun. And hey, give it a f- give it a watch if you're in Canada. Uh, speaking of Canada, uh, the search for Canada's game shows. The first couple of episodes have already come out. There's more along the way. And I have been fascinated by this uh, documentary series exploring a lot of Canadian game shows. We do try to go internationally, and we do try to cover Canadian game shows as much as I can. We did talk about Uh Oh, um, but man, things like the Mad Dash and Definition, uh, classic game shows. I mean, like just like Mom and Dad's really not my thing, but I have to eventually cover it, I guess. But. Things like that just just always cheer me up. I one day want to talk about Canadian Jackpot. I do want to eventually talk about 
uh, game shows from Canada that we kind of just uh, skip over from time to time, like bumper stumpers. But because to me, there's also that level of fascination that I also have with it. And I know that this is a podcast about game shows in general. And we are talking a German game show today. Uh, we normally do American game shows, but Canadian game shows also fascinating. So please be on the lookout for the search for Canadians game shows. Uh, Adam Needif, friend of the show, is actually one of the unlike uh, on, on camera talking heads on it, and he knows his stuff. I uh, just want to give a big shout out to Adam right there because, man, I don't know half the stuff that he brought up. Uh, especially like one thing that, that cause I just, I don't want to spoil a lot of things. One thing I didn't actually think about was Barry Engwright and the quiz show scandal. And because of 21 and rigging the games, uh, they kind of had this salty image here in America, but their game show producers. And even though, you know, you rigged the game, ah, I can't believe it. They went to Canada and created a few games over there and built a reputation to create game shows. That also was fascinating. And then when Joker's Wild came up, they created another great game show here in America. I never knew that. Another thing I didn't know about was uh, Alex Trebek's legacy in Canadian game shows uh, before coming over here. Uh, Such as, for instance, the game show Reach for the Top. Uh, Alex Trebek in Canada hosted a game show called Reach for the Top. It was kind of like a high school quiz ball game, like an academic decathlon sort of situation. And that became a spinoff in, in Canada later in the mid-2000s and is now like a traveling show uh, in Canada with my friend Ryan Vickers, who's now the host. Yeah, I know game shows too in Canada. Go figure. <laughs> what a small world I live in. But it's such a fascinating format. And I learned so many things about Canadian game shows through this documentary that even I didn't know that that's what makes me so fascinated. And it's also narrated by the host of Talk About, which is also one of my favorite game shows to come out of Canada. And one, might I say, should be the one that gets rebooted. In this whole talk around games of Get a Clue and 25 Words or Less, I just want to talk about revival. Just give me Talk About. Uh, but I know you're not here for Popeye's Chicken or Canadian game shows. You're here for American game shows. And big news dropped on my lap. <laughs> like literally six hours after I uploaded last week's episode and I did the whole fuck my life fuck ah shit all the curse words and I think actually (laughs) that was also the day all hell broke loose so apologies um so Jimmy Kimmel is going to host a revival of who wants to be a millionaire uh so millionaires back on ABC proper I'm not saying I called it. I was thinking if it's not going to be ABC, it's going to be Fox. I did not know Kimmel would host it, although that's a perfect post-Clarkson world. Who is the closest you can get to a Jeremy Clarkson in America? I mean, you could say Tim Allen, but he's a Fox guy. And Jimmy Kimmel is a presenter. He is a talk show host. He hosts Jimmy Kimmel Live. He does have a David Letterman sense of humor. So it might work if they do the Ask a Host Lifeline, just like with Clarkson with Automotive. If you're smart and you know Kimmel's legacy, 
you can go to him and ask any question about sports because he is a sports guy. His starting out was as Jimmy the Sports Guy out here in uh, K-Rock. Uh, so this is also very fascinating to me to see him be the who wants to be on there. Also, because he it films out here in Hollywood, it makes me wonder if who wants to be a millionaire is going to be for the first time ever filmed out in Los Angeles versus New York or Vegas or Connecticut. But but the only catch uh, from what I'm gathering, let's read this. It's a 20th anniversary edition of Millionaire. Uh, premiering in April, featuring celebrity contestants playing for charity. So it's a celebrity. It's all celebrity. Uh, I'm okay with it. Kimmel will host a special on a show starting April 8th. Mark your calendars right now. April 8th, Millionaire is back. Uh, first time Millionaire has been in production since the long-running daytime version. Ended its run last May. Among the changes this time out, celebrities playing Millionaire will be allowed to invite a guest, such as a relative or expert, in the hot seat to help them answer questions. And the new Millionaire will also have a live play-along app, allowing players to win. Okay, so they're following the HQ format <laughs> a little late to the game, but sure. Uh, and it seems to me like I don't know if this Celebrity Edition means that the expert or relative is going to be with them the entirety of the game, so they're played with pairs like the old British mid-2000s, or are they going to be the plus one and they're just doing plus one in lieu of a phone-a-friend? Uh, it's made him at least a billion bucks early on in ABC's time. It also kicked off the 2000s rally show craze, and Kimmel was once a contestant on Millionaire. Okay, that's uh, nice, fascinating things about this. But uh, let's see this. Um, Davies on ABC, a larger series, when he brought Millionaire for the argument, argue for that. Uh, he developed shows at Disney's... Oh, so Michael Davies is going to work on this. And Mike Richards and Jimmy Kimmel. A trifecta. The Jeopardy guy, Michael Davies, who catapulted the original, and Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. I didn't read that. You might, you might actually be on to something here, actually. Because with those three, I can actually see this being an actual Americanized millionaire that might be, yes, celebrities at first, but could definitely be civilians later on. I think they just want to do celebrities just to ease people back into millionaire to see if people are still interested. I don't think, I think that's the problem. When people heard of the app, they were like, oh, God, app, this is going to be bad. Oh, celebrities, oh, this is going to be bad. But maybe I'm going to, I'm actually going to think laterally here. I think what they're trying to do here is if they do celebrities doing millionaire at the beginning, if that sparks enough interest, they will do civilian runs later on in the summer or near the fall because this is millionaire and they want to keep that event television. They don't want to do just celebrities playing the game. And because it's millionaire, that tells me this might have longevity because you have Sony back back in this because you have Mike Richards. You have Michael Davies back in this and he's the old school dude who knows how this game works and he does a, a soccer podcast too. Um, and you have Jimmy Kimmel, who clearly is the host, so he's making the money, but also could bring it to the modern age. He has to be the new Regis for this. And considering that Regis was a talk show host back in the 90s, it makes sense. A talk show host from ABC's uh, library hosting the game show works for me. The only thing that's kind of making me go, uh, is the, that add a partner which I don't know if is a plus one and they're just not doing phone a friend 
or is that going to be like a pair? So it's going to be like someone's bringing their mom or someone's bringing uh, like a, a Je- Ken Jennings or something. I don't know, but but some things tell me that's what's the fascinating part about this and could lead to some jokes, which I might be on board with. Um, I like this. I do. I, I'm, I don't know if they're going to do a time version. I don't know if they're just it sounds to me like they're they're going back to the original hot seat format where they're going to sit in the chair and and read the questions, which is good. I don't know if they're doing fastest finger. I don't know any of that. I think they really just want to do Celebrity Millionaire because at the peak of when Millionaire was ultimately Millionaire was when they did Celebrity Specials. So I'm guessing that's why they're doing it. Um, that I'm I'm actually on board with this. I'm actually on board with Millionaire. I I was originally like hesitant when I first read it because I just want Civilian Millionaire, Six Player, Fastest Fingers, Set the Bar. But look, sometimes I get stuff wrong. Sometimes I I have what I would want and what and what I think about for the game show might not be what they want. But to me if it's not what I want, I should let it go and see what they do because a lot of people in the world of game shows might have a different direction for a game show and it might be way better than I imagined it to be. Millionaire might be one of those reasons. I was so burnt out on Millionaire when they did shuffle format, when they did syndication. To me, I love the format, but I like it when it's an event. That To me, it, when I see Meredith Vieira hosting it, it was a, it was a, it's a click-off. And it's not against Meredith Vieira. It's just, oh, they're never going to get to the million-dollar question. This is just going to be the same old stuff over and over again. They're going to keep tweaking the format, keep tweaking the format because of phone a friend, because people are keep, just keep calling Google up. Oh, okay. Eh. Oh, well, but I'm on board. Jimmy Kimmel of Jimmy Kimmel Live fame is hosting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, that that sounds fantastic. I wonder if he's going to do his Carl Malone impression. Anyway, speaking of uh, ABC, they're also nabbing Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones. That's right. We were on watch for Supermarket Sweep arrival, and they finally picked it up. ABC, ABC, after months of negotiations, ABC has closed the deal to bring back the classic TV game show Supermarket Sweep with a new incarnation hosted and executive produced. So it's not only executive produced, it's hosted now. Okay, because at the time it was just EP, Leslie Jones. She's hosting it. Uh, produced by Fremont, the new Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones was taken out in August, attracting bids from multiple networks. Fun fact, the original Supermarket Sweep was ABC. So... This sounds fascinating. If they can actually like talk, like find old versions of like the '65 version of Supermarket Sweep, this would be funny to me. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, traditional broadcast consumers, ABC Home, the original Supermarket Sweep, and um, they even brought it up in Deadline. Good. Someone did their research. An extensive slate of classic games for revival soon emerges as a front runner, kicking off a lengthy deal-making production of a ten episode. Only ten. Oh. 10 episodes. So that tells me weekly game show fun and games. Game show fun and games. Check it out. Sunday nights at 9. Supermarket sweep. Uh, set the begin to spring. Okay, so April. They might pair it up with Millionaire then. Uh, Jones, a big supermarket sweep fan growing up, has been a driver behind the revival of the classic show created by Al Howard. 
I've always dreamed of being on Supermarket Sweep. She said, seriously, I tried out for the show years ago, and after getting turned away, I knew I had to take matters in my own hands. <laughs> being able to bring an iconic game show back to life on ABC is my ultimate redemption story. Really? I never, I mean, like, I would believe that with Leslie Jones, because, I mean, her career would make sense. You gotta think, last version, like 2000, 2001, that she, if she wasn't, like, from Los Angeles area or flying out here, she probably just was like, I don't know. I have to take care of some of my hands, being able to bring that kind of game show back to ABC is my ultimate redemption story. The fast-paced supermarket sweep follows three teams too as they battle out using grocery shopping skills and knowledge of merchandise to win big prizes. The original sweep aired on ABC, 65-67, followed by Revival. Something tells me this is going to end up uh, being similar to the uh, Ryland Clark Neal UK version. Uh... Sleep is the perfect addition to ABC's strong lineup. We struck goal having Leslie as the host in the EP, said Carrie Burke. The original version was one of my all-time favorites, and I can't wait to be reintroduced with Leslie's fresh and unique take on the classic supermarket race, which on daily appealed to a newly new generation of viewers. I could just see Leslie Jones just screaming at people, get the chips, get the chips. Oh, come on. Um, supermarket Sleep with actors coming Leslie Jones would fit well for ABC's opponent lineup at Game Show Revivals and play match game. Uh, Celebrity Family Feud with Steve Harvey, To Hell Truth, Anthony Anderson. Just recently appeared on ABC Revival Pyramid, Rosie, against Rosie O'Donnell. I, I'm, I'm on board with this. I am on board with Leslie Jones. Um, I will say, as much as I dislike Super, uh, Saturday Night Live, I am pro favor of people doing things outside of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, anything. Rather, you're Bill Hader doing Barry, or Michael Che tweeting at my friend Jack Allison, whatever. Uh, have fun. <laughs> Just stay away from Saturday Night Live. Uh, so for me, Leslie Jones doing sweep. I'm on board. I wish I had a partner. I wish I had a friend. I don't have friends because I would try to be on this show in a heartbeat. This is the show. It's like I wanted. I want to do a sweep, but uh, well, you know. Oh well. Speaking of uh, positive news, because uh, Leslie Jones is Supermarket Sweep's coming with, with Millionaire. I'm excited. These two great pieces of news uh, coming to my attention right now just cheers me up. <sighs> the Bachelor spinoff, Listen to Your Heart, order at ABC. ABC has ordered a new edition of the Bachelor Nation catalog titled The Bachelor, colon, Listen to Your Heart. <sighs> the network has set an April 13th premiere date for the music-centric show. The new series will reunite music and love as 20 single men and women embark on a journey to find love through music. Singing well-known songs, both individually and as couples, they will look to form attractions through the melodies, find and reveal their feelings, and olds may fall in love. Once the couples commit to each other, they will be tested through musical challenges, including live performances judged by some of the biggest names in the music business. Fucking awful. God damn it. Just sucks. Ultimately, the couples whose performances reveal their love and devotion to one another will continue to be given a chance to further relationships until only one couple is left standing. Anyway, uh, it's Association of Warner Horizon Unscripted, which is Bachelor career Mike Fleece, Martin Hilton, Nicole Woods, Bennett Griebner, Pierre Gus, Tim Warner, Louis Clarock, and Peter Geist. Will executive produce The Bachelor colon musical adventure. 
I think that what they did was they kind of said, you know, Flurry Dancing is going to show up. We can't steal the bit from Flurry Dancing, even though they bumped it over to Saturdays now, which means it's dead as a doornail. I, Bachelor is just one of those formats where it's like, eh. I, I mean, it's a show that I don't think will ever go away now. That has been a hallmark with ABC. I mean, they just started a new season with uh, close friend and neighbor Pilot Pete. Uh, I, fun fact, I've actually like talked to Pilot Pete right when The Bachelor debuted. And everyone was like, oh my god, I saw you on The Bachelor last night. How'd it happen? He can't say anything about it. But he is actually a really sweet guy. So it's one of the rare times where it's like, Oh shit! I actually know like the bachelor guy on the show. That's that's weird. Not personally, like, but like I saw him at the supermarket. Speaking of supermarkets, um, but no, he's like a, he's a nice guy. He's really it's one of those weird things where it's like I it's sometimes it's like when you meet them in real life, it's like oh, this is exactly like a Bravo celebrity. They really just do Bravo celebrities on the on the Bachelorette because this is like normal, dull, boring, sweet guy. And then, like, when they have him on camera, can we just make you look like you're going insane and just get angry and throw shit? Can you just do that for us? Thank you. Because, man, this is just... I don't know about Bachelor anymore. <laughs> I I, I mean, a singing with your... Maybe you're trying to do a... You're doing a love show <laughs> with a singing competition show... I, I gotta see it to believe it. I don't feel it. This is a bad idea to me. But I mean, go for it, dude. I don't I don't care. Uh, next, Mike the Miz Mizanin to co-host USA Network's Water Challenge competition Cannonball. Why are we fucking doing Cannonball? That show failed in Britain. That show flopped in Germany. Like that show did not do. Oh, never mind. WWE star Mike the Miz Mizanin from my from Mrs. Mrs. on USA Network basically good cross promotion because you're in the USA Network library. Anyway, will co-host USA Network's water obstacle competition Cannonball. The network announced joining him on hosting news with Rossi Duez of 116 Park and Entertainment Tonight. That's right, they're going to try and do Wipeout. Sam Comic Simon Gibson will be a sideline reporter because they want to do Wipeout. The 10-episode Cannonball premieres on USA this summer, which, okay, fits because water, wet, summer splash. Okay, like holy moly. Makes sense. Uh, completing in challenges like sliding off a 100-foot water slide and rocketing off the world's fastest drop towers. Winner of water obstacles gets a $10,000 cash prize. That's right. Even less money than they do with the British show. Uh, Ms. Annan also stars in USA's network show, Ms. and Mrs. Gotta start in the real world. Uh, has a few movies in WWE Studios, like Sans Little Helper and The Marine, but not the original Marine. That's John Cena. I think it was in Marine 4. Um, Campbell is produced by ITV America's ITV Entertainment. Uh, the series was created by John DeMole, who serves as executive producer along with Shai Sutherland, Keith Geller, Bernie Schaefer, Simon Hawkers, and Kevin Wehrenberg. Ah, Jesus Christ. Maybe it'll be good. You know, may- maybe if they tweak it the show a bit, it'll be fun. Something tells me they didn't, but I mean they filmed it, so no going back now. Don't know why they filmed it in the middle of f- winter, but sure. Um, next, CBS announces three new prices right primetime celebrity specials for spring 2020. 
Spring 2020, Price is Right. Uh, next, uh, top rare game shows to December 2019 specials were Seal Team and Seth Rogen specials, so they're going to re- do more of Price is Right at night. With three more celebrity-themed specials set for broadcast Spring 2020, uh, no word yet on celebrities. So we'll we'll get more information on that as the time progresses. Um, next, Amazon original series "Making the Cut," hosted by Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn, to premiere March 27th on Amazon Prime Video. Hey, Amazon Prime, you have something here. Uh, two episodes to drop weekly. Limited edition winnings from each. Uh, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn from Project Runway. This is a new spinoff series. Here's their 12 contestants. I do not care. All I care about, it's a fashion competition series. It's Spring Singer Device versus 12 Colin entrepreneurs and designers. Premiere two episodes each week, culminating an epic finale April 24th. First ever global and instantly shoppable series limited editions of the winning look from each episode will be available to purchase exclusively on Amazon Fashion in the Making the Cut store during the course of the season. Love it. You know what? I actually love that idea. I'm not a fashion expert, but I do like the idea of if you see something on that on the screen that you want to see and wear it, you can. I like that. It's a good cross-promotion by Amazon. It's a good cross-promotion for design competition. I'm on board, and you still got Heidi Klum, and you still got Tim Gunn on there. It's going to work. As fans of Project Runway will tell you, they are a winning combination. I love myself some Tim Gunn. I love myself some Heidi Klum. All right, now it's time for the Circle Update. Today, it's Wednesday, it's midnight. I've already seen The Circle, by the way. I've already watched all four episodes of The Circle as we've been watching this and recording, taking notes, all this. The winner of The Circle Season 1 is my buddy Joey Sasso. Joey did it, my friend. If if you've never seen the show, eight people live, voting, ranking, someone gets blocked, rinse, repeat. But... Uh, one of the contestants is Joey Sasso. He got an Esquire article, and he was this lovely personality, although I do like Shaban too. Um, the final two are Shaban and Joey, and Joey won. Uh, that That's how it went, and you know what? I'm here for it because those were the two favorite players, and I do recommend you watch The Circle. See the story. I spoiled the ending, Joey wins, but I got to figure out how we got there. And let me tell you, it was quite a ride, my friend. Uh, and finally, of course, the big win, Jeopardy greatest of all time, uh, Ken Jennings, uh, Tuesday won the greatest of all time tournament. Uh, he won three games, uh, 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 Brad Rudder, who I thought was going to win in three, didn't win a single game. So I feel like a complete doofus. Uh, I feel like an idiot. I feel like a dumb, dumb. I feel like an idiot. A big dumb shit, a big idiot shithead, dumb dumb. Um, and James Holtzhauer, who a lot of people speculate was going to win the damn thing, only won one game. Um, but this was proven to be really quite the tournament. Brad Rutter really couldn't get any of them. Or when he did a true daily double, wonked out and, and just kind of just went back to zero. And just, ah, oh, that, that, was, that was heartbreaking losses. So it really was down to Ken and James for a majority of the greatest of all time tournament. And Ken had to make some real tough gambles that he normally doesn't do in the show. And 15 years later, he's not only won a tournament, he is now considered the greatest of all time. And I will say all three of them have become celebrities at this point. I think all three know who Brad, Ken, and James are. And this is why that game show works so well. It is a game show, the translation from game show to an actual sport competition. 
and it's something that I was so fascinated by watching people who aren't people I normally see in the game show circle talk about this event. Ken Jennings winning this is a big deal to me. But then again, it would have been with James or Brad as well. This monumental event was a great tribute to Alex Trebek and his longevity, Purple Ribbons, to aid in the support of pancreatic cancer, and lots of heartfelt moments. It felt like a great, if you were going to say this was the series finale of Jeopardy, you can do that. But the show is going to continue uh, with a Mike Richards rule next season. And there's still a season episodes going on right now. Yes, there was a mix-up of a Palestine question a while back. Was that really news? They kind of just aired a wrong question. They had a different thing, score error, all sorts of mistakes. But we got to talk about right now, greatest full-time tournament. Fascinating stuff occurred. And I don't think we'll ever see something of that caliber in a while. It's it's a it's a big sports event. This was a big sporting ideal. Uh, kind of reminds me of like Mastermind Finals. Kind of reminds me of like a million dollar question on Millionaire. Everyone call your neighbors. You have to watch this. And I, it, it's going to be tough. I don't think there will ever be another one of these in quite a while. Although a primetime Jeopardy was still nostalgic for me to watch because now what's like in my head is what if they're going to do a Monopoly reboot? M-O-N-O-P-O-L-Y. I'm noticing a trend lately where it seems to me that every game show I talk about has been something that's a little bit long. Now, this is going to be one of the longest game shows. I think this might hold a record except for maybe like million second quiz for a game show that's long in duration. Um, for the for this is, could be a show that ends in four hours. It could end in five. It could end seven hours. Who knows? But it's one of the most fascinating game shows I have ever seen. I have to give credit to Bothers Bar for telling me about this show. Much like Fort Boyard way, way, way back in the day. Uh, so if you've never seen uh, Shalongdon Rob or Beat the Rob, you're in for a treat with this episode. We're not going to go in-depth because there are hundreds of games, hundreds of challenges... And it, it, it goes long. 15 games, stand between a player and a huge cash prize. All they have to do is beat the star. Sometimes it's star versus star. Uh, other times it's not. It's civilian versus star. Who cares? That, that this is all fun. But originally it was called Schlogged and Rob uh, because you had to beat the main host, who is Stefan Rob. Now, Stefan Rob is a person born in Cologne, West Germany. Uh, and the strangest thing is he's a man of mystery. Like I, we, we, we really tried to figure out, um, how to figure out info about the guy. Uh, all we know is he had a talk show on the network pro Cybin, uh, which is kind of like a ch chat show. So it's kind of like, uh, I would say Jay Leno would say maybe more on the line of Graham Norton. I think it's more Graham Norton style. 
uh, because the celebrities in the group, which James Corden stole, by the way, James Corden, you stole the whole Graham Norton format of, of guests. Um, and he kind of tries to do the whole look at the weird things in television. And he's also this person who's very competitive, too. And he's known for doing a lot of these elaborate stunts. He's done boxing. He's done high diving. He's done uh, stock car racing. He's done all of these weird events with these different like physical challenges. And then invented a game show where he tries to go against a civilian in some of these games in a show called Beat the Rab. Uh, which, of course, beat your host or beat the star or any other kind of version of it. Um, and he tries to play these various games. And I think that's kind of where you find out about him. But here's something I also want to point out here, which is also kind of interesting. Uh, he is the host of the Eurovision Song Contest in Germany in 2011. Uh, he was also one of the jury members in the Norwegian version of the 2010 uh, Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, in fact, he even performed in the Sweden uh, one in 2000. So there is some sort of background with him in music and sports, and it's just this weird made of mystery. He might be German's answer to Prince. I am not sure. But it is a fascinating game show. And there has been a few controversies with him uh one time a 16 year old model uh was talking about some shows that they've been in and uh rob trying to do a like a joke about how she can't act uh said that lisa lock because in german lock means whole has a more fitting name for porn and i just want to remind you she was 16 yeah oof um so a court had to order 70,000 euros uh, to, to, the, to Lisa from Stefan for a controversial statement. Uh, in 2004, tried to make a joke. And this one, to me, this was one that I, I need to probably figure out the context over. Uh, there was a news broadcast where a Turkish mom uh, held a shultot, which is like a, a cardboard cone, typically full of candy. You're supposed to give it to kids because first day of school, welcome back, here's some candy. And uh, Rob made a joke, like, unbelievable, the drug traffickers are disguising themselves better and better because the little cone looks like a giant weed joint. Get it? Ha ha. And he had to pay 20,000 euro in that. Anyway, he's a controversial figure who's also very egotistical, which also makes for a fascinating version of the game show. Uh, as we go on, we'll be talking about Beat the Star and it's a fascination that is this long-running game show that's short-lived. This is a game show that doesn't air daily. It doesn't air weekly. It only airs four times a year, like quarterly, and has that same level of big event pull as a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire even to this day. And it has a long history of different games. Like there's been a Wii version. There's been a, a Connect version, I believe. And you'll see just how interesting this game can get when we play Million Dollar Tiddlywinks. We're not kidding. They play Tiddlywinks for essentially a million euro. Anyway, let's turn the table.
With me on the line, friend of the show, Travis Eberly. So, Jordan, I have an offer for you. Oh, the banker's here. Hang on. (laughs) Well, sort of. So, I choose you for a forklift race. Oh, no. The million-dollar forklift. And if you see, we're we're bringing it up. We're bringing it early because the show that Jordan and I are going to talk about, we, it's, we, there, I could talk about any show almost under the sun. That, that's kind of how the show one, got started, this, by the way. Almost. Any, any. What? That's kind of how the show got started. Is any show I can go into. Any, any show. But this is the one that just brings us the most glee. And when I said, hey, I love this show because he he knows me. He's seen my Facebook stuff. He said, "Yeah, we're we're doing it." So, uh, turn the tables and let's rock. Yeah, <laughs> so it's the this game show is is I, we rarely go into non English speaking game shows that often, mostly because like it's really hard to interpret. Yeah, with, with the exception of things like the Genius Game. Whoops, there we go. Uh, I don't understand. I wish for all the things that we could get an English version because it just hurts my brain to try and figure out what's going on. If there was an English version of the Genius Game, you know I would be the first to sign oh, up. I would right. want to be either the management yep. or the... So, yeah, T- tell the people what we're doing. So this game show we're doing is something from Germany. It's a German game show. This is one of the, I would say, the most quote-unquote cult-like game shows that has come out of there from the 2000s and is still on the air to this day. It was originally called Schlogged and Rob, and it became yep. Schlogged and Star. Uh, both mean beat the Rob or beat the Star. And yep. it, it is one of the... It's weird to explain because... Normally, you know, like when it comes to these game shows, we just go like, well, in the first round, you know, they answer questions for one point. And for round two, the points are double. And round three, you're on a timer. It's it's usually like that's how it goes. But this show is so, <laughs> so complex and so it's weird. But really so- not. So, so here's kind of what I thought of it. Anybody who's, if you could imagine American gladiators crossed with bit, win Ben Stein's money. You're nine-tenths there. There's this one guy who takes on everybody. He's good at almost everything. And, you know, he has no problem with the candidate lose. So when the candidate finally wins something, it's a huge deal. It is. So Rob, the Stefan Rob is, we will say is the main, the Ben Stein of the show, even though later shows it's, Star versus star, or candidate versus celebrity. That's not Rob. Slogden uh, Hensla. He Stefan actually, I think, got the gig because of how he performed on the uh, Beat the Star interlude. But don't quote me on that. I, I would assume so, because he he is this guy who I would. I, it's hard to explain because he's kind of like a a James Corden kind of person over there. Just like you look at him and you don't think. This is a guy who's athletic and really skilled in much things. Yeah, he he started. I mean, he's a media mogul or was he retired five years ago, but he had his own kind of late night show and his desk had all the buttons. And he he would make out of anything and he created like this clock racer. 
he would have a show about racing them. Because why not? It's just like this. Yeah, it's like various weird games. I I think like modern equivalent would be maybe more actually more like Jimmy Fallon because he does games with celebrities. Sure. Yeah, th- it's interesting to watch the uh, late show guys that I think they do contests and events because maybe they're not as strong interviewers. Maybe. Now, are you and- saying Jimmy Fallon might? may or may not be not a good I, interviewer. There, There is a non-zero amount of shade being thrown. Uh, but I... So, we're not yeah. playing rank the late night talk show host. We're not going like... No, no. <laughs> Colbert? What do you so, want, Colbert? You want uh, Seth Meyers? So, <laughs> so Americans who, if you don't know me, you should. Why aren't we, buds? Be ready to mark out some time if you're going to watch this because it's a marathon and not a well most game shows we can say are like half an hour or an hour long this show (laughs) is an endurance this could last they usually say about four hours but we have seen it go along as long as like seven hours eight hours well into the night into like 3 a.m yeah the the longest it starts at 8 15 they have musical artists to kind of bridge the gaps while the big events are getting set up. The first episode ended a minute after midnight, and don't mind that, that's just the heating coming on. And the, the 49th episode went until 2.23 in the morning, German time. So yeah, it's, if it goes a long way, you know, You're... 4 million German you were on. You're you're there for quite a while now. Yep. Th- that should tell you the length of the show. So th- the easiest way to explain the format, as it were, is I guess you have to do a quick breakdown. We're not going to go into the games yet, as I think the games are the big crucial part of it. It really is like the decathlon of it's like the world's craziest decathlon for a life changing sum of money. Yep. All you have to do, the only thing staying in your way. Between you and we'll say a million dollars, because I like to just say million bucks, because they were giving away like half a million euro and a million euro, and it re- yep. Yep. is one person, Stefan Rob. If you can and beat him at his own games, you yep. will win that money. This is not five thousand dollars on Comedy Central. <laughs> this is not five thousand. This is <laughs> this is euros. Rolls over every time. Which, like, oh. even back then, it's like, oh, wow, like, a million euro even in American dollars is, like, pretty hefty. Like, are you sure you want to be doing this? Well, and that's the thing of it is, you know, the money is, like, on Super Password. They're... Like, Super... And even, even if it's one, the, if the jackpot goes for a million five hundred thousand, no person is going to turn, out, turn down a shot at a half a million. That's still such a massive prize. It is, because the way they do it is, if the half a million's not one, it's a recurring jackpot, goes to a million, 1.5, 2 million, 2.5, 3 million, I believe, at one point. Uh, one person won 3.5 million. The largest, uh, Guinness 2013, had somebody who won 3 million euros. Uh, he won at 63.57, so he earned it. But Whoa! That, that is that was a that means there was a match point game in the finale, Matt game fifteen. So, yep. So he had uh, Nino Hassa 
had been called the biggest winner in history. I guess the battle of the decades hadn't happened yet on Jeopardy. And now the greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah. So this is what's great. By the time this airs, all of you all are going to know how that ended up, or at least the first few episodes, maybe. We have no idea because it's happening next week. It's so fun, uh, though. Like, I think everyone like has their own pick. I'm still thinking it's Brad. I'm still mm-hmm. picking Brad. <laughs> Brad and five, mark it. It's done. Oh, deal. see, I was going Brad and three. I was oh, going to go shutout. <laughs> ooh. We may have to bet a stake point on that, I think. Mm. Like a go four, That's... just go four. Like, he gets his first loss to, like, James, and then... I, I think it's going to be notwithstanding that we're actually not talking about why we're here, uh, but it's still interesting. I think it's going to go, yeah, five or six. I, I think Brad is just so good that he'll get there. So anyway, Schlagden uh, Rob, which is just, it's fun to say. Schlagden Rob. And remember, this so is German. Schlag. You know, just if you, if you can imagine it, they will make a game of it. And it just works because they just throw a bunch of different games at the wall. If Rob wins, he scores the points. If the candidate win, the candidate scores the points, and it's a race to six. That's it. It's 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 a mathematical game. There are f- the yep. there are fifteen rounds of play. First games for one point. Game two is for two points. Game three is for three, and so on, all the way up to the fifteenth game for fifteen points. It's you versus Rob in all fifteen of these games. You must go in order. If you right. win, you get the point. If he wins. He gets the point. And so the genius thing about it is that it's like family feud in that, you know, you're never out until the other person crosses the finish line. But you also don't want to have your back against the wall and have to win five games in a row to get the money. Now, usually the we're not going we're, saying we're not going to go into the games quickly right now. Yeah. yeah. The first couple of games are simple. They're like, let's warm up. It's like an easy five-minute game, something yep. that would be basic right. game show. Then as oh, the show no, progresses... No, no. Hold on, I'm throwing the challenge play because they've had price tagging as the first event. So you tell me what game show has had people <laughs> the market suite probably did that. It's only getting a, a, a price tag gun and, and tagging 50 cans of food for $1 million. Yeah, $1 million. Oh, gosh. We Germans, we are a weird lot, but we like what we like. So, it so is yeah, a the first game is either kind of doofy or simple and it just kind of gets everybody low stakes, low stress. Because this is like, this is mood. game one. This is like the game one. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Sc- Screw in the light bulb uh, yeah. 50 times. Clean up the bottle caps and put it in the jug. People, I, I implore you, go to YouTube and just jump around. And because you'll, if you're not at least as into it as me, I, I don't know. Maybe you just hate fun. It is most fun. If, and I will also <laughs> say this too. Besides, like, Jeopardy, which I say is the ambassador of game shows because even sports people love Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. This is also a sports person's game show because almost, like, out of the 15 games played, four or five of them are a sport of some kind. Yeah, you have to be coordinated or fast or good at something. 
it's it's either a hundred like it's a hundred yard dash with hurdles, for instance, best three out of five wins, or yep. it's a penalty kickout. Yeah, They'll, like I said, they will make a game out of just about anything. Million dollar cornhole. I'm not kidding. There was a million dollar cornhole. Yeah, they, but the the thing about it is they will play uh, a fellow. And you throw the bag onto the board, and if you capture, if you sandwich the other guy, you can turn his light from uh, blue to red, or they'll, you know, golf darts. Yeah. They'll, they'll <laughs> meld two things together, and just you say, oh, that makes sense. Why didn't somebody come up with that sooner? My, I've, I'm not saying what my favorite game is quite yet, but mm. I think... <laughs> Because it, it's very fun. But, uh, for instance, there's, I'll say it right now, Carousel Ball, where they're yeah! spinning Good around answer. on this. Good. On this <laughs> that is my favorite game. Good answer. No, that's, we're buds for life now. Absolutely. <laughs> Hondo P all the way. See, what we're doing right now is we're doing that handshake, we're holding hands, we're doing the big bro hug, all that. <laughs> yep, yep, through the internet. So, uh, the one thing I will say to the people at home with the YouTube it, the titles are in German, so it might be Carousel with Carousel Ball with double S. Carousel yeah. Um, um, also, everything is the, also in German. There's no English it, subtitles it, or anything. But who cares? I mean, with the athletic events, you you know, you don't need to know what the commentators are saying. You, you can figure out the events. rules. You can be your own yep. commentator. Bring friends along. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a. A couple of guys in England, where they're closer to the time frame, they'll have uh, internet watch parties. Oh yeah! Shouts to Bother's Bar. Hey, yeah, Bother's Bar, you guys doing God's work. Briggy, what's up? Yeah. Come on the show sometime. Uh, we love you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they just you. Here's an event. Play it, and if you win, you get points. Um, I I'm going to mark out. I'm not sure if this is the case, but I think Rob got the idea from an episode of Celebrity Boxing where he got his nose broken by a female boxer, and I think that was kind of the genesis of uh, Schlagzeug and Rob. What if I got into a boxing? Oh, well, that was actually, if you remember correctly, the earlier promotional photos for Schlagzeug and Rob. Yeah, he was the, the black eye, eye photo. Blackout. Yep. So, you know. And that, then you're like, are people not... really going to get into a boxing match with Schlag <laughs> Stefan Rob for a million? Yeah. Technically, no. No one's been in a boxing no. fight. For no. <laughs> I, uh, so, yeah, it's it has been made into, uh, I think, the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation. They have a couple video games. Ravensburger, the uh, German board game company, has put out a it is there's so many different versions of the game uh i think there the one there's one available there's two versions out on steam right now that you can actually download and play but people are saying oh i don't understand how this works because i don't know german so yeah no you this is why game shows i suppose is essential listening because if you go to steam and you download this now after listening to us carry on for an hour You'll, you'll understand how to lose at Schlagt and Rob the video spiel. Now, the, the, the thing is... And with win the, no money. <laughs> you win no money. You get the achievement. Oh, no. 
Okay, no, wait a minute. I have to circle back to a thing because we have our cheat sheet here. Yeah. The contestant, if they win, wins these bricks of cash. Obviously, they get it in a check. But if they lose, they get like a loaf of bread or, you know, a, a salmon or something. They get kind of a dopey uh, consolation prize that is more insulting than winning nothing at all. And Rob, because Stefan is oh, is kind of an egomaniac on the show, too, because he is there. He's very competitive. Holy cow. He will absolutely celebrate when he wins an event or wins the, the whole program. It's it's funny hearing him speak German the entire time and then just out of nowhere, just, yay! <laughs> or or uh, get the explicit tag ready yeah you know, oh, no go on we don't we, we, it's like yeah i know what you said oh no he, go, he goes straight up he says mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll drop some bombs uh so i i implore the people at home i kind of randomly fell into this and the yeah the language barriers there and they play some quiz games you're gonna you'll miss a lot of that but Holy crap. Now ima- just, imagine if fun. you will. Let's paint the picture here real quick. Stefan Rob. Picture. Yeah. You got a contestant. They're both yeah. sitting on a table. They're doing the little finger thing and there's a paper football. Stefan oh, Rob okay. is set to if he if he flicks the f- paper football into those goalposts, he wins the game. Wins nothing. Yeah. And it's 4 points. This is the oh, crucial match points. point. He flicks oh, yeah. it. And it goes far to the left and goes off the table. Yeah. Suddenly you hear, Shah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is on primetime television at it's 8 pro, on pro network. Season. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you might actually learn some German just by association. So. I, I it is what I like about it is not only is there okay so we have to go through like some of the game so yeah there's like these weird variety games you brought up earlier forklift racing like at least twice there's always a race of some kind in, in contraption racing yeah uh, uh one time dude, it was like a, no there you are okay one of the most Talk famous ones was a go kart race oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> people go watch ice karting. That we, we should not spoil that, but it's worth the grab. The most trending video was one where he wipes out, just royally yep. wipes out. So, okay, so I, I have to tell the people a thing here. If you're my age and grew up on Price is Right or Double Dare or Gladiator, you know, I had the games that I liked. And you knew that you would see Punch a Bunch every other week or the Sunday slide would be there the assault on slogged and rob they will play a game once and retire it it's like on mtv you might see a video one time and it might be years before you see it again so they they're the people that make the games they they do it one time and then it's done unless it's a really uh Blamieren or kassir and shame or cash the quiz game they play that every week in the third uh the end game of it but all the the event ones as you see it one time which i think lends kind of the watchability of it you want to see what weirdness they've come up 
and believe me, there's not a lot of repeats. There is always going to be. It's like you can know what the genre is. You know, there's going to be a physical game. There's going to be a. There's going to be a race of some kind. There's a sports thing. There's always going to be one or two events held outside of the studio. Outside. Yep. Game fifteen is almost always kind of a sudden death. You play until one person gets it and one blows it. But it's always a thing where it's it's an easy thing to do. Make up a putt one foot. But when you've been playing games for five hours and nerves are frazzled and you want it to be over, it's absolutely easy to foul up. You know what my, one of my favorite game 15s was? What, what's that? The ringing the bowl. Yeah, we're going there. Ringing the bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, people don't. If you heed my warning, if you have an hour to kill, go watch it. Otherwise, don't. Nothing happens. Yeah, see, nothing happens. But yeah. see, two nope. people—a celebrity and this person who's like, I believe, was like a like a banker of some kind. Like, you just no, it was, yeah, it was Rob, the contestant. It was a real game. And all you had to do was throw like a little like ring, like a little ring that would be like a wedding kind of ring. Mm-hmm. It's, it's attached to a piece of string, and all you have to do is swing it so it loops into a a nail. That's it. Yeah, it's a little hook. It's an abs- It's a pub game. And, and imagine, for the love of God, they couldn't. <laughs> it was first. It was the ever gets five attempts. Us. If you win, yeah. you win. And they couldn't right. get a single one in. So much so that after five rounds, they went okay back and forth. The next, the first one to do it does Sudden it. Death. Yeah, and they just said we're not gonna wait. You guys aren't getting any better. And so they go. Yeah, we're done here. We're d- but it's such a yep. great moment because you can see slowly human existence in these people, like yeah. hopes and dreams, slowly decay and yep. die. And this is not. This is not. This is absolutely live TV, and I don't know what German TV would be at at uh, <laughs> one in the morning. Just, it was like Millionaire. They would just blow all the programming out when it airs. It's a one and done, by the way. This is like usually it's once every like couple of months. So it's like the one day on one Saturday. Do, yeah, it's always on a Saturday. They'll do three in like winter and spring. And then they'll do Schlagden Star as an intermission. And then they'll do three in the Thanksgiving to Christmas. So that's how they can give away 500,000 euros per go. Is because it's only six, whoops, six times a year. And so every time you see it, you think, okay, this is going to be the one where people are, you know, are finally going to come through and win. And, if, uh, you know, Rob has won six times in a row. And that means it's, you know, three and a half million euro. <laughs> and so you just, it kind of builds... This is a growing jackpot. This, like... Yep, yep. Now, we have talked about the sports aspect. We've talked about, like, a carousel basketball where they're swinging around, throwing balls into a hoop. Whoever has the last ball on top of five claims the claims the hoop. Three out of five wins the round. But there's also an element that I think we haven't for, we haven't really brought up, and that is the quiz element. There's always going to be a couple of quiz-based games, yeah. too. They'll do uh, pictures, who is that, or... 
name the TV show from the theme music. Yeah, they have kind of a home base at the back of the set in front of the video wall, and they kind of do buzzer races or memory stuff there, which I think gives the players a, a physical rest, if not a mental. So that's nice. And what I like about it, and I mean the, I made a slight joke about this because. Uh, the, 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 Jordan, you <laughs> never fight Joe. Come on, don't sell yourself short. I, I, the, 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 I like the quiz guy from Schlagden Rob. Oh, Elton. Because because yeah. Elton reminds me so much of Adam Needif. <laughs> that it's like, Look, boy, I you know I can see it. So when they do shame or cash, uh, the normal host Stephen would kind of yield the floor and Elton would come out kind of looking jolly and like a carnival barker and the hostess would give him his his jacket and he would read the question and and he would show it's, and it's so weird i mean he is such guys. a charming guy though it's like the funny it's like this is that right mm-hmm. kind of like this is a guy who loves trivia he's a nerdy dude yeah you it's almost like what would what game show would you invent were you on an acid trip <laughs> uh <laughs> and you say okay i can see you know price gu- price gun things or you know water gun mazes and uh you know i uh bumper car soccer that bumper car fun. soccer bumper car soccer it's, it's just anything goes and you just I said this about Only Connect because American game shows, if we're being real, they kind of pander to the audience. Woo! Woo! That's not quite what I meant. But Oh, you mean the, uh, okay, for $100,000, here's your yes, question. Sure. What's uh, good, good what color is blue from Blue's Clues? Good, good job, 21. Excellent work there. Uh, <laughs> yo, you really have to go into this. And just say, I accept what they're doing. Not every game is going to appeal to you, but the whole package is done so well that you just can't turn away. Of of the Schlagden Rob? Schlagden Rob. Well, Only Connect. So many European game shows. I mean, With Only Connect, uh, though, it is that if you know how it's played, you know how the, the rules work, and you can play along. Yeah, you're, you're there, yeah. You're there. Rob You're in. You're watching, in. For Schlagman and Rob, uh, there's only like barely like... play along. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, I I think we we need to go in too because we're just getting punch drunk all the more as we go along. No, no, now this is the podcast that does the pricing game spotlight, a hundred ten part series looking at every yeah. pricing game. <laughs> we're it not going to sure do did. that with. We're not going to have the time to go through all like two hundred twenty four games. No. But no. uh, here we'll, we'll go back and forth and talk about some of our favorites. I think that's the best way to go about this. Well, so so like for example, we did. How, who is the host? It's Elton and Stephen. How's the hosting? Great. The set is bare and functional, but the games take most of the all set the personality. I think it has to be limited because of the sets. Oh, it really is just a. Oh yeah, the set is. It's a video wall. It's basically like a staircase. There's two staircases, kind of like an yeah. old school, like classic concentration. Yeah, it did look like, that's good. Yeah. And they have zipper boards, kind of like, don't forget the lyrics had and, uh, for their thing. 
but yeah, it's the stagehands come in, set up the games. Uh, the contestant, whenever they're wearing sports kit, contestant always wears red, and Rob Hensler is always in blue. And the music is, I hesitate to call it functional, but it all it's very much mood music. Kira, let me yeah, recreate it right now. <clears throat> oh, would you please? Yeah, it has a thinky tune and a That's very good. I'm, I almost feel like I'm there. Uh, <laughs> That's how I became a composer for game shows. I just went to a microphone yeah. and went, do 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 Well, you know, Murphy thinked out the Jeopardy theme in 90 seconds, so I can do it. Anybody could do it. Uh, so yeah this this music is very low key it plays up and it's it's supposed to be loop it's supposed to be loopable music because you don't know if the game is going to be done in five minutes or 50 minutes or an hour and a half most yeah most games are about 15 to 25 minutes but it's it's enough to be its own game show it's it's a really like you know what it really is some sort of like a marathon of game shows as it were oops yeah it's it would be a sesqui decathlon would be the word to describe it. A 15 if, if it gets to 15. Of course, if it ever goes past the mathematical equivalent, the game ends there. Yeah, it's... Uh, I did see people... I did some research by going to Wikipedia, which has not failed me yet. Um, Rob won 38 of 54. Three times Rob won in 11 games. And twice he won sixty six nil in just an absolute blowout. So now imagine that you're the contest. You're the you're the contender. The audience chose you to be the yeah, one and go up against we did, him. We kind of skipped over the televote. YouTube really doesn't uh, show the opening. We just say here's your candidate and go get them. But yeah, they have little video pieces from the German people. And it's it, it's basic game show through. story, you know, like. Hi, my name is Dick. I need money to buy a house. I'm getting married soon. Oh, illnesses. All your typical. It's it's very uh, mercy sauce. I don't know. I they're people as much as anybody else. So I I retract. My one of my favorites, but my favorite kind of video packages there are the ones where they don't do the sob story or just here I am. It really is just like here's me doing CrossFit for like five minutes. Yeah. And they typically are the ones that win. Uh, so yeah, the the story of the game is uh, contestant versus Rob. The very last episode when Rob retired, Jack was a million five hundred thousand. Oh yeah, the uh, the he, he's no longer there. No, he he gone. He's old and tired. All that. Uh, and a chance to scoop the rest of the pot or you won the home game literally won the home game if it didn't work out that game shows the classic Mm -hmm. yep and of all the people who won uh, all the people who won played a sudden death game and one guy won the remaining 900,000 euro but most of the time it was one person against the game uh that's the and what I like about it is that this is such a... Because when he left, everyone was like, oh, this is the end of the era. This is it. No more Rob. We're good. 
and it's like 2015, but the show is yeah. still going on now with, with Hensler. <laughs> they, they usually do is the rule, which is still, you know, that ain't hey. I would take that in a second. It's a limit. Uh, it's a lower budget, but the thing is, the con- the person I think now is like a also like a former football player too. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, Schlockton start for a hundred k, and they would up to point smaller, and the episode's shorter. But you got the same. You know, you got your fix until the show came back. And when uh, they did the start, it was like your favorite games. It was the train conductor. Uh, guys, go find the railroad game where if if you see if you're a Survivor fan, you know the game where you put the ball in the wire maze and you have to catch it at the other end. It's like that, but you have a train going around a track, so you have to time when to drop the ball into the the marble maze and have it come out so the ball will land in one of the train cars. You have to fail all five first to win. All of them. Yeah, you have to get them. You can't just do ones or twos. You have to get them. And then my favorite part is then there's always that one that puts the ball right in the front of the track, and of course it derails the entire train. Yeah, the, the cow can again. That's something we should probably bring up. What we also like about the show is it has a it also has a very old school mechanic of game shows, and that is it's okay if the pieces break or something falls or fails or doesn't work. They keep it in because it's live, and that's such an old timey game show mechanic. Like if the super match doesn't work, they'll do it. If the <laughs> it's it in editing so that i think the production is they just said this is the thing we're doing we're gonna do it well and it shows through that it's it's not half-assed and it's not i mean some of the games are kind of dopey or weird but the whole thing is done so competently that you just have to respect the effort and, and by dopey, it's like, what if blindfolded skee-ball? Like, that's about as okay as... Oh, I... Okay, I choose you at blindfold skee-ball. I will absolutely tear it up. See, that's the thing. You, you just say, what if this? And you say, yeah, that could be a game. What if a memory match game, but instead of pictures, it's song music? It's song... Yeah, you, you hear the little hook from Seven Nation Army... <laughs> Wasn't that what the whole thing we watched together was the Seven Nation Army? <laughs> I think that was the. I think that was the one. You have forty-two panels on the touch screen, and you have to. It's like concentration, but you have to match the little jingles to it. It's yep. That's the thing. You just have to say yep. That's the thing they did. They did my one of my favorite ones because I I have. I mean, we're probably gonna go through all the games near the end here, but one of my other favorite mm-hmm. ones was. Remember the the Rush Hour puzzle game series where you have to push the car? Uh, yeah, the MTV Challenge would do that a time or two. Yeah, and you would do, but they would do it with real cars. So they had to jump in, get the car. <laughs> and what I liked about it was for the costume for the for this, they decided it would be funny if both of them dressed up like valets <laughs> but still wore racing helmets. You just you have to respect. You just do. So, you know, I, I know you've done Scrabble and Shuffle and all these other game shows. This is just 
there's it defies description and you just have to say yep that's that's the thing they did they would do scrabble they would do a whole game of scrabble for one round if they could for the people they did a round where you would drink metal letter blindfolded and have to anagram the word that you're kind of working your tongue to figure out is that a p or a b a W word M. <laughs> Some kid was just like inspired by like their toddler putting the the letters in their mouth. Don't put that in your. Wait a minute. No, no. Go ahead, do that. Let's see how that goes. Or yeah, and you just everything ties together because the stakes are so huge. It's not. It's million dollar. Predict how many times this wheel is going to spin around in rotation. But if you go over, you're out. And you can change your answer as many times as you like until the final five seconds. Right. Yep. And that's the thing. It's so difficult. It, it's tricky. It's, it's, uh, it's, cause it really is like, you know how people, you know what? I figured it out. I figured out why the show works so well. When you tell people the game is physical challenges and mental challenges and games of skill, Normally, that's not presented on a real way. Usually, like, a physical challenge is, like, oh, a game of skill. Right. A, a, a mental game on, like, fear factors. Oh, no, you're in the snake pit, but there's no snake pit here. A mental game here is really just, like, finish this 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, or do map. No, it's actually demanding. I mean, and, yeah, they. I presume they had the lines they wouldn't cross and... They ha- I don't think they've done an eating challenge, or maybe they have. They have done. Uh, they have only done, I believe, one food-based challenge, and even then, it was like uh, it wasn't a gross out. It was, I believe, it was just like yeah. It was just a figure it, out the ice cream flavor. Or something it was to figure out the ice cream flavor. Mm. Oh no no! It, and then it's like, or it was the uh, fruit. There was one with guess the fruit. It was a taste test challenge. And now it's 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 just such a fascinating game because I don't know if it does this to you, but it also makes me want to create games for the show. See, I I would love to put it on with fam with my family people. And oh, we've done I've done it. We played when was that at Christmas a few years ago. The host readout. And- Oh yeah, the what year did this thing come out in? And, and the longer you waited, the bigger map you were allowed, and you could try and aim it to be correct. And yeah, so that you could you can you can create the games. You can make your own games at home. You can do the home game. Yeah, don't be under the impression that you're gonna win. You know, two million bucks though. Um, Million dollar so, cups so, and balls. Find the ball of the other person while swaying the balls oh, in another way. Yeah, excuse me a moment. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if you've played Flip Cup, you could play Flip Cup Hollywood Squares. <laughs> Flip Cup Toss Across. Yeah, oh, that's that's right. See, I. so the thing is, is that I will annoy Jordan and say, look at what the Germans will watch because it's on TV. And he'll buy into it just because it's it's compelling. When now, you're telling <laughs> hmm? when you're telling me there's a game show where 
two contestants, a television icon in Germany yep. and just yep. some random person on the street, have to both go into forklifts and move crates and stack them up. Yep. So, so here's here's the big question. I am not convinced that even though some company somewhere has the rights to it in America, I'm not sure it would work. See, then. That's where I'm coming from, Liz. The big question is usually like, will this show work in the States, yes or no? And usually it's it's easy. You say like, millionaire, it works. Weakest link works, but it was bungled or things like that. In this show, you would need somebody who is overwhelmingly good at everything and is okay with, you know, hosing people out of a million dollars. So me, and, basically, <laughs> you okay. want me. I mean, yeah, well, cu- coming, 2021, beat the Haas. There you go. Hey, it works. Uh, the four-letter last name. Um, and, you know, Australia did it, and they had, it was kind of beat the star, and it lasted two episodes, and they got pulled. UK. Uh, UK, they did it, Vernon K, because it apparently is against law for him to ever be unemployed. He needs a job. <laughs> He, he needs, because, you know, God knows the residuals from Million Dollar Mind Game aren't cutting it. I am something you see in a <laughs> chimney, but I'm not Cole. Oh, Mr. Bond, your martini with your $500,000 question. Uh, and Brad, you, it looks like you have a game show past of your own. Yeah, oh, the, with the ADR. I, you know how you know that's my favorite thing. Really you know that's like. my favorite thing is bad ADR. Bad, yeah. You this know that's my guilty like. pleasure. Geek out over the most random stuff, but because we kind of have the shared sphere of what we've watched, it works. Uh, the other thing is that so let's say for example NBC tries this because they tried Saturday Night Takeaway with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. Um. You know, are they going to be okay with blowing out local news and not airing Saturday Night Live going to a rerun? That, that was what I was thinking. Like, it have to be during a Saturday Night Live, like, off day on a Saturday when most people aren't even at home, so it really wouldn't matter how much viewership it gets, even though you're throwing a million dollars, probably. So, I, I will mark out on this. I think Chris Hardwick as host would be marvelous now as in you have to beat you have to no beat no, hard <laughs> he jordan find your center uh oh boy see this every time we do this at about you know 10 minutes to the hour we start to to lose hey how's it going everybody my name is chris hardwick here and uh you know oh, all i'm gonna do is we're gonna play a bit of games here you know if you be in 10 games you'll win a million dollars it's a lot of money you know it's a lot of fun here uh so in I, game I one we will be playing a vacuum cleaner game the game is quite simple all you got to do is vacuum up all of the dirt yeah i i think because i just i like the sensibility that he brings to whatever he hosts but i don't know who i mean you wouldn't want the the antagonist to be somebody like LeBron James or <laughs> something like that. It has to, you know, because he, he's good at one thing. Because uh, yeah, it's like, it'll be like Shaq. You have to beat Shaq. Oh, Shaq versus. Yeah. I think of Shaq. You have to oh, beat, you beat Shaq. Shaq, I choose you at free throw shooting. How about that? But no, imagine him in carousel ball. 
Because <laughs> that's God. essentially now, free throw shooting. Yeah, yeah. Without I, a backboard. Nope. Boy, it's we're my worry was that we were going to go on too long, and we haven't really even touched on our favorite games yet. But, we're going yeah. in straight into the... Uh, we're going straight to the... If we can revive it for America. You're thinking Hardwick as, as like the quiz master or as the celebrity to beat? No, I, I would have him as kind of the genial host guy. Oh, the not... like here, you versus Fallon or something. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Fallon would be interesting because he kind of gives off the competitive i'll do anything but that's where i was thinking my head was at fallon if we're going nbc Mm, yeah you do fallon because he does all of these celebrity one-on-one games right he has no problems looking foolish he clearly is intelligent in some regards right oh sure stipulated absolutely uh but i think nbc because they've done the um the musical theater of, of several times that it, it's three hours in a block, but oh, like, man, oh, like the Sound like of Music the, Live and all that. Yeah, yeah, Sound of Music Live. So and Million Second Quiz, they did. Oh, I don't know. I still like Chris Hardwick more than Ryan Seacrest, even though he's a great presenter in his own right. There, there's people that could do it. So some production company out there is sitting on it. I don't know what you guys paid for it, but it's time to get. Uh, Dust it off. Return on your on your investment. Do something with it. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, listening public, you can kind of figure out that we think it's really good. We, it's we really like good, but really tough to do it because it takes four and a half hours mostly, and that's not including like what if no one gets the ball into the hole for an hour? <laughs> yeah. Because each game must have a winner, and there's a belief in some games there is a cutoff. Like, I believe like they both had to concede in one game, and that's what led to the 15th game being a bounce the ball into the cup game. Yeah, bounce, bounce, win. Yay. <laughs> and that took two minutes, and they were like, okay, Great. we're done. Thank God, you know, everybody can go home. I got You got to think, like, you got to have a personality that is as competitive as Rob. Uh, someone who well, I w- that's what made Ben Stein's money or the Chakes so good. You know what somebody... I'm thinking, which is weird. Mm, what's that? Gronkowski. Oh, uh, beat Gronk. Beat Gronk, because oh. he is wow. the lunkhead. He is a bad. football guy. Or I mean, maybe if you were going ABC, which I don't think this will ever be an ABC show. It mm-hmm. just feels like, like you said, NBC. Or I'll get to my surprise later. <laughs> It feels like if it's not going to be that, it's going to be, you know, it, it's it's Strahan. It's going to be a Strahan kind of thing because he also so has he a sports person. would be good either. He, he's proven himself to be in, intelligent, personable. Yeah, I could see that. If it was Fox, now if it was Fox, because we have to go through like all the networks, they have mm-hmm. A-Rod on speed dial because of Fox Sports. So perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could work. Uh, <laughs> CBS, on the I, other hand, um, <laughs> I don't know, Patricia Heaton, don't Heaton, Corden, James Corden, they'll just, can you uh, be Colbert? <laughs> he, he, he's not athletic. I think you can do Corden because of League of Their Own, because of his panel show in Britain, but, uh, mm. oh, yeah, so, um, but if it was me, if I had to do some oh, sort yeah. of pitch for a, a Beat the Star kind of game show, uh-huh. You would either have to truncate it to being like seven or eight games, 
Yeah. Which which in ruins the fun because it wouldn't be live. It would have to be an hour. Yeah, the Australian version was uh, recorded. It's like, it, okay. It, it ruins the fun. I think it, it needs to be live, which is why my predi- my suggestion, my, uh, is if you were going to pitch this, this has to be someone of a co-sponsored event. This has to be something like a Twitch oh. or a, a Netflix, like a live event that you have only like oh, youtube.tv yeah like a youtube original can you be oh. which will not be good yeah. obviously because you know Ooh. it's youtube but because it's streaming media you do have the ground game to be there for four and a half hours to play every right. game live in real time hey i watched the classic tetris world champions or at least the semis and the finals so you know anything's possible Anything's a sport. That was that was on the ESPN the ATO show this year. So yeah, if if you couldn't figure it out, we think it's uh, pretty. It, it's a it's one of the greatest game shows to have come out in the last. Well, it's been about over fifteen 20, years at this point. Twenty years. Yeah, almost twenty years now. Jesus. <laughs> 20... Uh, it was September twenty oh six. Oh, it was the first episode. So you know, now, I was. Yeah. I was but a, a young man of 26 years of age needing health insurance and a gig, so <laughs> oh, how far have I come? You're probably also in need of health insurance like everyone else. Still, still needing help? Yeah. That, but uh, enough about political aspirations about uh, health care well, systems in the government. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is the key to our friendship. We stick to the things we agree on. Don't oh no, we will we'll, we'll get into a real fight. Let me tell you something. Mm, but no, yeah, but usually fight. when it's off camera, it's kind of like a mutual agreement <laughs> on some things. And others, I, yeah. we just. <laughs> but no, what we love about the show is variety of the games. Yep. Celebrity. It's live. It's live. Yep. You can play along with the quiz formats. You can root for your favorite in the game show, like when they do a physical <laughs> challenge or whatever. Yep. And big. Watch people falling over, laughing. Yeah, and it's not done in like a, a holy moly way where it's just that's it for the hour. It really is just that's like that's so doofy. I I I'm gonna throw shade at holy moly because it's an interesting idea that the cheese factor just kind of overwhelmed. At at that point, I would have rather they brought the game back, but I'm an old soul. I mean, we will have my thoughts on holy moly soon. Some oh okay wink. Uh, I feel like I'm Alton Brown right now, but that's a different episode. Uh, what oh, I like you know, about this, is, been, it would have to be could, like... I, Alton could have presented. You have Elton, and you have Alton. <laughs> Alton Everybody Brown doing quizzing? Alton I would watch Brown. that. I would watch the hell out of that. Whoops, there goes the explicit tag. I made it. <laughs> you, we went uh, almost a whole hour. <laughs> a whole hour, and you got a hell. Damn it all. Here, let's let's now let's do the schlog. Shit! <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, there, that's now now we've gone into it. There you go. Uh, yeah. So come on, people. You, you can if you listening to this. This means you have internet. Device. Yeah, like this is a two-hour podcast. You can go through and watch like three or four weird games, mm-hmm. and I will pitch it to you. Million-dollar tiddlywinks. That was a million-dollar beer pong. Million dollar hacky sack. Million dollar spin I, the I wheel. Mm, I mean that. 
Million dollar trick shots in billiards. Million dollar darts. Million dollar slide the beer stand into a table to get as closest to the edge without falling off. There's a sticker on the bottom to determine how close you can get. Yep. This is where we get to when it's Friday night and we're in, we're an hour into this. We're starting to get a little punch drunk. Maybe me more than him. Hey, uh, it's, but it's such a good game. These are games I so love. Good. Million dollar uh, find the cardboard cutout of the celebrity in this like big storefront with a hundred different cardboard cutouts. Yeah, I mean, it's you just that's a game. They they played high rollers. As a- they did play high roll. They played. Uh, you know what? One of my favorite ones is that now I remember. What's that? It was the it was like lawn darts, but they were in the cherry picker, and they had to drop a ball into. <laughs> It was like I dropped the ball into the cup, and if you couldn't, there was like a little like secondary tower and a third tower. Lawn darts is not dangerous at all by itself. You mentioned that they have a little side casino where they would play some of the smaller games like tumbling dice or uh, card games and stuff. Yeah, they had a little. Uh, there was one game, oh, you're right, there was one game that was really just pure luck, which was kind of just, like, avoid the Joker. And it was just, like, all the cards are face down except for one Joker. If you hit the Joker, you're out. There was roulette, there was, uh... This is the thing we're doing. They didn't do a lot, there wasn't a lot of just luck games. It was, you know, it was skill and knowledge and nerve. There's never a luck. Uh, the only like time when there was a luck was the find the avoid the Joker game, and I think that was a yeah. one and done. Like they tossed it after that. Like, All right, this did not did not work. Nope. <laughs> Jordan, um, you're fired. Yeah. Aww. I don't know. I think between the two of between the two of us, we could pretty well mount an American equivalent. All right. So you get a the, the, fa- you get like a mini like waist up Ferris wheel. They have little basketball hoops, and they all have different point values, and it rotates around. And if you get the I was going to say you're fired, but that sounds pretty good. You, and they have different values from one through six. And if you bounce, uh-huh. you have to bounce it like a bounce it like a bouncy ball, like a rubber bouncy ball. Bounces yeah. once, and if it goes in the hoop, you get the point. Yeah, I was kind of liking blindfold ski ball because that was absolutely blindfold ski my ball jam when I was an arcade rat. Oh, and then we got to do a claw machine kind of game. Oh, claw machine. Oh, but it has to be a UFO catcher kind of claw machine. It has to be like the, here's like a box, and you have the one little slide, like this Japanese UFO catchers. This absolutely, all the sounds like it came from the J-Pan. I'm coming up with these things, and they're going to steal it, and I'm not going to get any credit. (laughs) Not going to be pissed. Man, come on, Nihon. Give us a break. Come on, guys. Uh... I think before we we go off the deep end, we should go to the uh, final question. Yes. Yeah, so this is the last yeah, question the of the show. This is the last question we have. Yep. Travis, what is your favorite game of Schlag den Star Rob? Oh boy, Schlag den Star Rob. Hence, they have. I I thought this was going to be very. Uh, but my this led a little as to the gravity of the question. They had a game. And they brought it back for the, the final Rob episode. It was called it was called Schnappen, which means grab. And they would have five rocks. 
Wait, they got the rocks, and then what happened? Uh, the the you might have to repeat that because, like, get. get Yeah, there's there's a bit of a microphone issue, folks. Uh, and that uh, I because both guys are going for it at the same time, and it it snaps because it's made of wood, and that's why you have extra props. So, what happened with the game again? Oh, you would have a red star or a yellow circle as like lucky charms. And the screen would show you a red X and a green circle. Oh, and it was like, which one of these does not match? Not there. And you had to grab the one that was neither of the colors or the shapes. Oh, that is such a, that, that is a clever, that is one yeah. of the clever ones. I That's right. Yep. That was absolutely, uh, grab it. This is my favorite. Grab it. I still have to think about what mine is. Because, like... Well, it's your podcast. You got all day. <laughs> I don't have all day. <laughs> You're here. We only have limited time left. I don't want to, like, true. make the listeners here just go, like, oh, he's going to spend mean, three I, hours delivering what the best I, game is. I mean, well, I've, you know, I would say Carousel Ball has to be on the metal podium. It is, it is, I might have to go carousel ball. If it's not going to be that, it will have to be like one of the go-to like classic ones. Like, um, there was that weird pool game where they had to, it's, oh, it was kind of like a billiard pool kind of game, like a, like a snooker where they had to snooker a ball into a hole, like a mini, a mini golf kind of course. Oh, mini, yeah, pit pat. They, yeah, you had to fire golf ball as if it was a, with a pool cue. Yeah, that was, I liked that. I, I would be okay if you had that as a favorite game. That was good. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, hey, the game where they get a chainsaw and they have to cut up a piece of lumber <laughs> to exactly one pound? Oh, you just, it's, 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 <laughs> brought these candies, plug, plug, plug. You never know what you're going to get until you bite into it. Unless you just, like, go over the... If you're going to see his candy, though, you can just go talk to the lady who works the counter and go, yeah, just give me all of this one candy. I want the one that has the jimmies on it. Just give me 40 of them. Yep. 40 jimmies. <sighs> oh, boy. So, <laughs> Travis, is there anything you want to... Life. Anything you would like to plug, or... Uh, you know what? This is going to date the podcast a little but I just watched the uh, the Jeopardy documentary with Michael Strahan. And so I encourage, you know, whether the GOAT tournament is over or not, you know, don't donate a little money to a cause. I donate to animal shelters and uh, foster care and stuff like that. So, you know, Something in pink rat cancer, too, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I to uh, the James Lathon Tournament of Champions. So fi find something that's important and meaningful and make a donation because it'll make you feel good and it'll make the world a better place. And, I think need and that's the big takeaway we should have here. Aw, let's have a close out the talkie.
horseshit. Bro <laughs> hug. Hugs. Oh, hugs this. Thanks again to Travis for stopping by. So, fun fact, after I uh, I recorded this episode, uh, I went back, watched a few clips from the show, which you can watch on YouTube for free. And trust me, I recommend you just watch these little clips because some of these are just quiz games, and it's hard to explain if you don't know German. So it just kind of is out of my league. Uh, so one of the most fascinating things that I found out was I went to Steam, and the... Schlagden Rob game or Schlagden Star is actually up in uh, German, which is interesting to me. So there's no English translation, but you can kind of play a miniature version of this game show, and I like it. I like the fact that this is a, a, a German game show in an American PC game store. Uh, I recommend it. I recommend actually playing Schlagden Star, even if you don't speak German, uh, just because it's a mini game collection. Now, some of it's very cheap, but here's the catch: it's ten dollars American, ten U.S. dollars, and you can play um, this interesting like uh, quiz show meets like mini game challenge, and the mini games aren't that tough to figure out. So I tried to play it with, uh, so I tried to play it with uh, the the uh, with my Google. Here's what I did: I played it on stream. I won. I won. I won the game. Um, but what I had to do was I had to use my phone and use Google Lens because I have a Google Pixel too. So whenever there was a question coming up, I had the German translate on and then see the question and then buzz in to play it. Uh, it's not really the most versatile way to play a game show, but I, I mean, I had fun. One of the more fascinating things is the quiz guy that we brought up with the show. He's on another game show called Where Weiston Sawas. I think I, I, I butcher that totally, which is kind of like a team-based quiz show. Uh, he's also been on a show called Elton versus Simon, which was Kenny versus Spenny. Uh, as one of the uh, the competitors, so it's kind of also fascinating that that happens. He was also the sidekick on uh, Stefan Rom's TV Total show that I brought up earlier, uh, which was kind of this uh, German uh, variety show thing that had musical guests and all sorts of interesting uh, bits that I kind of find fascinating. It's kind of like with all this talk with Stefan Rob, and I kept bringing up this other host. Elton is kind of an interesting figure in all this. Now, Schlagden Rob has gone away, and its place is uh, Hensler, uh, Stefan Hensler. Uh, Stefan Hensler is a chef. He is a, he's a culinary expert. He kind of does a lot of cooking shows, morning cooking shows. He's usually a guest, a lot of Michelin stars. He really should host like the German version of MasterChef, to be honest, but he's doing this. Uh, and sometimes he is the replacement to Stefan Robb in the Beat the 15 celebrities, namely him, to win the ongoing jackpot. And he does a great role of playing the antagonistic character in that as well. Uh, besides Elton, the other presenter is Elmar Polk, and he is a sports presenter, which also adds to the game. So Elton plays quiz show host because he has a quiz show background because he has quiz games. Elmar is a sports broadcaster, so when they do a race, you'll hear his voice. So it becomes part sports show, part quiz show, and all around a very fascinating format. 
which is why I really enjoy watching any form of Beat the Star as long as there is no time limit. I think when you condense it into an hour long, like a UK Beat the Star or the Australian Beat the Star, you lose some of that touch that makes it feel like live television, which is something I thoroughly love about this show. And whenever there is a new episode going live, I want to try and find the VPN so I can watch this legally? Question mark. I'm not condoning piracy, but I do recommend trying to watch this because it's always fascinating. And usually around like it's usually around like in the morning, our time in America. So it's the perfect. You're up in the morning. Let's watch the show and have fun. Perfect time to watch it. Perfect prime time elegance but in the daytime so if it so the rare chance it shows up and it's usually on like a saturday or sunday morning it's a great thing to wake up to waking up to seeing a forklift race here and for a treat uh so now it's time for the 110 part series exploring every pricing game from the price is right this is the pricing game spotlight Make your move. Premiere date, September 11th, 1989, 7331D. Finale date, Bob Barker, June 7th, 2007, 4024K. Premiere date, Drew Carrier, November 27th, 2007, Eared Out of Order, November 5th, 2007. Make your move is a game play for three prizes. One small, worth up to $99. One prize worth up to $999. And another worth up to $9,999. The contestant has shown a board containing a string of nine digits, representing the prices of three prizes, placed consecutively. Below the digits are three sliding color-coded markers, red, yellow, and green, which represent the prizes. Red represents the two-digit prize, the yellow represents the three-digit prize, and the green marker is the four-digit prize. The contestant must slide the three markers so that each is placed below the correct price for the corresponding prize. All nine digits must be used, and each digit may only be used only once, as the prizes never overlap. If the contestant is correct, they win all three prizes. It is possible, however, to be right about only one of the three prizes, but in this situation, the contestant does not win that one prize, even if they were correct about it. Make Your Move premiered on September 11, 1989. After December 13, 1989, Make Your Move was pulled from the pricing game rotation for the remainder of the 18th season for, for unknown reasons. When the game returned October 12, 1990, a two-digit prize was replaced by a second three-digit prize, with one of the nine digits in the string being part of two prizes. This revised format caused a great deal of confusion and was used only twice before returning to the original rules on October 29th. Make Your Move was occasionally played for four-digit cars. The last ever car ever offered in this game was on January 5th, 1996, which was also the second-last game to offer a four-digit car on the show. The last ever was Freeze Frame, which was January 24th, 1996. Originally, for each guess of the prize, the colors would light up, and if the game was lost, the lights would turn off before showing the actual prices. This practice was stopped April 22nd, 1994, because the audience often misinterpreted this as the reveal of the correct prices, rather than what the contestant had guessed. Most number of times this was played on any season was 33. 
Maker Move is one of the four new pricing games seen in the seventh taping season of 36, which was seen on November 26, 2007. Uh, November, uh, December 3rd, 2007. December 14th, 2007. January 9th, 2000. I don't even know why there's... Why is there dates? Why is there dates? Uh, Air Dive Order. It's not one of four pricing games seen on the seventh taping season. Okay. I, I guess it's just like one of those debuts, maybe? Anyway, foreign versions. Our games played the same in the U.S., often minor differences. Mexico, for instance... There were two di- three-digit prices, and the board had 10 digits to prevent this from happening. France, top price had five digits instead of four. Uh, in the Netherlands, uh, Cash and Carlo in Spain's El Preso Justo, the steel lights were dimmed down to reveal the correct prices. Australia's, at least during Larry and Moore's runs, the board does not line up to reveal the correct prices. Instead, three models display it on uh, yellow, red, and blue price uh, little placards. I'll say, pl- I'll say price tags. Only way to win nothing Australian version was to get no correct prices for all three. So they they actually went with the, even if you don't match any, you lose. Um, but I like this game. This is one of those quick and easy games, considering where trips are always around 5,000, 6,000. This game could still always be played for a fun trip. Uh, and I do enjoy the fact it's a two-digit, three-digit, four-digit prize. I do think that's kind of adds to a puzzle element to the game, which is not really represented that much on the price is right. Anyway, uh, I do like the look. I, if anything, you can make this a video monitor if you wanted to update the game, but just keeping it classic with just LED lights, that's all you need. Next time on the Pricing Game Spotlight, we're giving you two for the price of one. Okay, we're actually just giving you one. It's two for the price of one, but you get the idea. So I just saw a new game show on PBC. It's called First in Last. Uh, it's an interesting game show, to say the least, uh, because of its name. It's called First and Last. It's a game show hosted by Jason Manford. If you don't know who Jason Manford is, he's a stand-up comedian for the BBC. Well, not really BBC, but I, I mean, he's a funny man. He's a funny man who does like a, a, a like stand-up comedy. He does a lot of panel game shows. And this is one of his new shows that I think he got forced into hosting, but I'm not sure. So here's how the game works. Uh, The rule is quite simple. Don't be last in any round, but also don't be first, because whoever's first in each game and last in each game is eliminated. So there's two people eliminated each round. We start with 11, and then it goes to 9, to 7, to 5, to 3, to 1 is left, standing to win up to 10,000 pounds. Woo! In the first round, uh, they have to think outside the box by being inside the box as we wait it out. All 11 players are put in cardboard boxes, and I'm guessing they're told, like, pop out at exactly three minutes or so, or just pop out whenever. Uh, so it, it, so when the fr- if, you pop, if you decide to jump out of the box first, you're out. But if you are the last person to leave the box, you are also out. But everyone has soundproof uh, earphones and a camera, so they can't see uh, how anyone's doing. And it's 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 an interesting game, but also plays up into the how boring it could be. Uh, round two uh, is a game based around social media when we're down to nine players. 
based on social media. For instance, give a hashtag, and whoever, and then you you put a calculator to determine how much it is on Instagram. So, for instance, uh, you could say hashtag uh, YOLO, or you can put hashtag sunset, or hashtag a celebrity. Doesn't matter. And whatever is the best wins. Or in one round, which was the second episode, it was name a celebrity and they go to Google what's the search results. Remember, the goal is to get the, is not to be first or last. So don't get the most, but also don't get the last. Don't get the least or the most in any of these games because you're out. As Jason Manford is really good at crowd work and really good interacting with these players, this is actually where he kind of shines the most is in this one round involving interacting with a with a contestant and why they selected a certain answer and deciding where it belongs on a list from most to least, uh, or in this case, first and last, because <laughs> it's the show. When it goes down to seven players, we play a game called Way to Go. In Way to Go, everyone brings in some sort of assorted produce, like a potato or a uh, or a, a carrot or an onion, and they weigh it on a scale, and they have to get the most average sized of the players. So, whoever is the most average in the middle uh, goes first. Then it goes in order from from it's so a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, in order of when it is from the weight. To determine the turn order for a game called Lineup or some sort of weird assorted game where it is, look at all of these people or all of these characters. You got to, de- or here's a fun song, and you got to pick something that was not picked most or least or slowest or fastest or something that involves some sort of visual element, which I find is also kind of interesting as well. Because this is one where they finally, like, have a, some sort of mini competition. It's not really the player's play, it's someone else plays. Or there's an element of memory that's also included. And it has that kind of thing that reminds me of the Switch, where uh, if you are if the turn order is not in your favor, you, you're still not technically eliminated <laughs> yet, uh, but there is a good chance you might not make it, uh, which makes it for another fascinating game. Uh when we get down to five, uh, it go if to from the from round four to which is five to three, uh, there it's a game where you grab someone from the audience and you have to get average age. Uh, so if you get the oldest or the youngest, you're eliminated. Um, one game was simply calling a, a relative and telling them, "Here's the phone number. Call the studio. And if you called first or called last, you're out. That's it." Creative little challenges like that that kind of make the game a little bit interesting. Yes, it's not diehard trivia. It's not only connect, but something is kind of missing here that makes it kind of interesting. That kind of am intrigued by and kind of intrigued by to keep watching. If that makes sense, there's something. There's some element here that makes me want to watch it more than say Small Fortune on NPC or I guess ITV. Uh, that I do enjoy. When they're down to three people, it is the final round. It's called Size of the Prize. And in Size of the Prize, they get to write down on a light-up board because I guess you don't want to have a whiteboard or a piece of paper or a check. Uh, They get to write down how much money they would like to walk away with from zero to 10,000 pounds. Remember, this is first and last, which means if you decide to write down the most money, you're out. 
But if you put the least amount of money, you're also out. Only out of the three amounts, the one that's in the middle walks away with the cash prize. So it's like that one round of how much is enough, but only about five minutes because it's the end of the show and they really just want to finish this off with a big finale. That's what I enjoy. Is Yeah, it's like an hour-long show, but each act is perfectly formatted to a way where it's like you can understand where the show's going with this. Is it like my favorite game show? No, but it's such a carefree, care. I wouldn't I would say careless, but it's such a casual, laid-back, light entertainment show that it, it fits. It, this, to me, to me... <laughs> Uh, this feels like a much easier generation game. This makes me feel like you can watch this, sit in the background, and play along. This is a show that is that rewards being average, but also has that slight element of luck attached that has gone missing in game shows in the last like six, seven years. Because in the last six, seven years, not a lot of luck-based game shows have kind of showed up. Pick the thing that you believe is not the fastest or slowest. That's that's basically the game. And it's not deal or no deal, but it is kind of in the wheelhouse of the dramatic reveal on something that may or may not rely on luck, uh, which I also enjoy here. Uh, Jason Manford is funny with this. He points out how ridiculous the show is and how stupid some of these challenges are and kind of things like this is I should not be here, which also adds to the humor of the show because it's because it gives a sense of, yeah, this could easily uh, be done in one season, but I'm here. For some reason, it reminds me of this old 90s game show called Fluke with Tim Vine. Which actually, now I think about it, kind of makes sense because it's it's a Saturday evening show with a comedian presenter and seemingly luck based challenges. But then there's the game with trivia that's not okay. Never mind. Maybe I'm wrong with this one. But I do enjoy first and last. I do recommend you watch it. I will actually give this a B plus. This is a B plus show. I it's it's a show where I will go out of my way to keep watching if I can find an episode. Because it tickles some of those fancies that I enjoy. Um, but it's not necessarily like the latest, greatest, ooh-ah, great game show that's going to stand the test of time. But it actually could, which is also why it's like I'm I'm leaning towards this could get a second series. Um, if anything, I think an American version of First and Last might actually be better uh, she's just got to think of like a, a stand-up comedian that would could do better than this and put on NBC with a $50,000 prize. I mean, there's five rounds of gameplay, so you can easily do a commercial break reveal into each act because you can make a six-act structure out of this. And you can also just uh, have fun with some of the randomness of the challenges. Uh, sounds to me like they really wanted to have more celebrity celebrity cameos in this, but they couldn't figure out how to interact that yet. But it's fine. Um, if you make an NBC show, $50,000. That's it. That's the only thing you can change. It's just the, the cash amount's a little higher. So now it's, here's a mystery check for up to 50000 Remember, you can't get too greedy, but you can't go as low as the other two because then you'll be out. Because uh, then you'll see something like fifteen thousand, or thirty thousand, or a forty thousand win, and that that tickles the head as well, which I also enjoy. 
so I do recommend you find first and last. I know not a lot of people are talking about it, or if they are, they dislike it. But to me, I do enjoy it, and I recommend you watch first and last. Now let's play that weird Nickelodeon style na 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 song. Can we play it right now? Na 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 na. And that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, it's a little delayed. Yeah, I'm a little tired, but I really want to keep doing this show. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, jordanhaas.com slash podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts. We are available on Google Play. Heck, we're on Spotify. Tell your friends all about game shows, I suppose. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, do a whole five-star rating system and leave a comment. Let me know what game shows you want me to talk about. I can't wait to hear from you so I can get more ideas and then try and, and get a guest to talk about it. Uh, and uh, until then, you know... Uh, Spy Games is debuting on the 20th on Bravo. Might I recommend watching that? Uh, as well as, once again, the first season of The Circle, because I just couldn't get enough of it. Uh, until then, have a great rest of your day, and good night, big smooch! Mwah!